I'm Logan. I'm Jess. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Legion podcast. Maybe I should have wrapped that. <laughs> I can't really do it. Uh, I bleached my hair, but I'm still not Eminem. Oh. Oh, that would have been hilarious if you I would have. Like, I should have come up with something, and I didn't. So, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. It's definitely not my strong suit, so <laughs> can't blame you for it. Oh, in, in typical fashion, we're going to jump straight to the end. If you didn't watch the episode, spoilers for Legion <laughs> Season 3, Episode 6. Uh, chapter 25? I think it's chapter 25. All right. Six. We've only got two more left. <laughs> and so did, do you ever go like read reviews and stuff or like rundowns of the episodes? You know, I don't. But for this one, I was like, I really should have read stuff. I just straight up ran out of time today. But... This is definitely one of those episodes where I was like, I really got to read some stuff about this. <laughs> so I, I only read one thing at Den of Geek and the guy even admits, which it's this thing I kind of hate when people do. He's like, well, I was like jet lagged from a flight. So maybe this episode didn't land on me like it should have. But he, he kind of like he didn't crap on the episode. He's just like, it doesn't really mean anything. And it kind of upset me. Yeah, no, I disagree. I don't agree with that, with it not meaning anything. Yeah, I, under, I understood what he was trying to say. Um, like, there's only five minutes of this episode that's consequential to the plot, but the show isn't just about the plot. It's about the characters. Yeah, yeah, and I and what it did is it it brought brought Sid like full circle and I straight up like had lost hope that we were ever going to get resolution with um, Melanie and Oliver and I was quite pleasantly shocked when I heard his voice at the very beginning of this episode so yeah I, because so uh, the last we saw of them like they had just retreated into the uh, uh, astral plane like, yeah that was it for them. Yeah, and, and we kind of assumed that was like their swan song at that point, or at least I did. Yeah, and it, I, I I love the the poetry of it to steal a word that he uses at the beginning, um, of like them kind of becoming these parental figures that she never really had because. Right we saw in a previous episode where she confronts uh, herself <laughs> that like her, her history is not good. It's yeah. not a fun story. It's horrible and full of all of this tragedy. And by that token, like this story, this version of her being raised was as well, but she was given the tools to confront all of that and not have it like devastate her, you know, mm -hmm. it was almost like she was facing down. Like, I don't, maybe I'm misreading it. So there's, uh, the wolf. I'm not a hundred percent sure who he represents. Jason Manzukas, who is absolutely fantastic. And, this might be my favorite guest star thing in the history of television because <laughs> holy hell, he's just, he's funny and fierce and just evil and, but also alluring in this like uh -huh. weird trashy way. <laughs> yeah. And it's just yeah. like, I kind of want to follow him, but like, this is not going to go well, <laughs> you yeah. know? He was he, he he was a very good representation of temptation, I will say. Yeah, and I I don't know who he's supposed to really represent, but I feel like the other girl is supposed to represent 
like this other not other her but like her other life and all of these things that kind of she didn't know how to handle um Mm -hmm. but i could just be completely misreading it no i don't necessarily think so because it was very it was very um abstract is not quite the right word but it was very it was a lot of metaphor and a lot of like you kind of had to read into things but when they first introduced Cynthia and I think that was her name I'm pretty sure it was Cynthia they and they were just talking about people like how things ended up on the astral plane is people lost them or they forgot about them and when they introduced her they made it a point to say that she that she lost her innocence and so like I was like well that's that's interesting because I feel like that happened to Sid at a very young age and so I I think you're kind of spot on with like reading into that was kind of like she represented like the lost innocence, but then he represented like the corruption and the darkness and that dark, that alluring dark side, maybe kind of like even tying in a little bit to Farouk. I mean, not that I think they're like really connected, but kind of like how Sid's been working with him recently. I don't, I'm not convinced that Farouk is like innocent in any of this. Like he has to have some sort of ulterior motive or ulterior plan. Like he just has to, right? I think oh, I said this yeah. last week. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, and, you know, I I guess it also represents uh, David in a way, because the whole point oh, of yeah. them, uh, like, whatever their, les- their lesson was ultimately that some people don't want to be saved. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I, <laughs> It's this. Uh, it's so weird because um, I know we've talked about it. Ryan and I have talked about it before, but we have a sister who is an addict, and like these watching that story, it's like I, I've seen that actually play out <laughs> in real life, and watch somebody who's just like, I don't care, but this is what I want to do. You can go away, and it's yeah. just like. Some people don't want to be saved, and it's a horrible lesson to learn. Because you're just like, but I love them, but... Yeah. You know. But there's nothing you can do. You can't save someone from themselves. Right. And, I don't know, it's just like, it's so layered, which this show is so good at doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And my point about all that was that to read this rundown and have somebody just dismiss it. It's just like, you know, the show is just, is not just about, Hey, here's the plot. It, it, it never has been, you know, it's always been the struggle of, you know, am I a good person? Do I deserve to be loved? Um, does doing, the bad things or the wrong things with good intentions uh, make you a bad person? Like all these existential questions. That's what the show has always been about. And it just kills me that it gets dismissed. It's like, well, that wasn't really relevant to the plot. Whatever, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's relevant to life, dude. It is. And I think, I, I think, your like explanation right there is probably one of the reasons that I love this show so much and that I love Mr. Robot so much is that it's yes. so much more than just like this crazy bonkers story and this like really super artistic creative way of like telling the story. There's like so much to it. And like, I feel like it either you're either going to love it or hate it. Like I've, I've tried, I've tried to get my husband to watch it too. And he's just like, I do not understand the show. It is crazy. And it kind of like turns him <laughs> off a little bit. Uh, it's just really not his thing. But it's like, that's kind of what makes me like love it. And then once you get into it and you get sucked in and you realize like all the different things that they're doing. And it's just, it's a lot more brilliant because it's it's more of like a commentary of, you know, what is the meaning of life? And like, it just like tackles like these gray areas. And, and I love it. That's why I love it so much too. And it, it takes, I mean, it's the whole episode. Yeah. Except for like the last five minutes. It's just this whole like confronting your inner demons, like uh, understanding that, you know, you have to 
be willing to save yourself before you can really kind of like try to save anybody else that while it's not necessarily always your upbringing or your parents or whatever that define you, it does help if you're given like these proper tools by people who understand um, like, here's what life can throw at you. And so we're going to equip you with all of this stuff. Like uh, he tells her at one point about like, if you're uh, God, how does he word it? Something about if you're uh, not, if you're like raised to be happy, but you know, if you're crap, I should have wrote it down. Do you Is remember he, what I'm talking about? I think so. Are you talking about the point where he asks her if she feels safe and that they yes, raise her to feel safe? safe? Yeah. Safe. Yes. And she's like, I do feel safe. And he's like, well, people that are raised in, to feel safe go out into the world and feel safe. People who aren't go out into the world and are afraid. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> like, that's so effing true. <laughs> It is. Yeah, it is. And and that can be a that can be a good thing and a bad thing. It kind of has right. like a double edged sword, right? And and we get to see that because she's we get to see that when Sid finally meets Cynthia and sees her on the street with those two kids who's holy cow, man. <laughs> yeah. Talk about freaking like creepy and disturbing and kudos to those actors. Good God. I was like Dear God, I hope my child never says anything like this. Or turns into, oh my God. I was like, it, it was like horrifying and amazing, like all at the same time. But, but anyway, so she kind of, she kind of like gets that sense, like, cause she, she feels safe and she feels very safe in her surroundings and she's very assured of herself. And so she sees her and she's like, oh, but we love you. You can just come home. You can just be safe. You know, like, even though she doesn't say it in exactly that way, you know, she's like, you know, just come back, just come back. And then they come to the realization of, I, this isn't what I, this isn't what I want. I, I want the darkness. I, I want to be, you know, with the wolf, you know, that's the life that I choose. Just a, and that and that's a hard lesson to learn because then you feel sheltered's not quite the right word, but I don't know. Like you feel like everybody should I don't know if you feel like everybody should have the opportunities or everybody should feel grateful or maybe just the realization that not everybody can be saved. <clears throat> maybe maybe that was maybe that was just it. But there's just there's so much there. And it yeah. like just it's so layered. I know I said that, but oh my god, this episode was just amazing. And I feel like this is maybe the only episode of this show outside of like the last five minutes, which even if you didn't know anything, I feel like if I showed it to somebody, it's intriguing enough that they're like, I'd like to know more about this. But I think this episode more than any other can stand alone like you could show this to somebody who was like open to like trying to interpret things Mm -hmm. and like they would get something out of it as Mm -hmm. opposed to just being like i'm so confused now it is confusing but kind of like in a donnie darko kind of way i know i bring that movie up a lot (laughs) but um but in that way where it's just like i'm confused but I'm intrigued and I know all of this means something. So let me watch it again. Exactly. Um, and I, I think this might wind up being the episode I revisit of this show. Like so often. Like I, I could just see myself watching it a few times a year um, without really rewatching this show. Yeah. It's very watchable all on its own. And it, it's like the ultimate bottle episode. It's not even like it doesn't, it's not even self-contained within the season. Like it's completely self-contained within the series, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, If you know all the things, like certain things make sense, like, Oh, here's what they've been doing. And if, unless you just forgot where we left Sid fairly early on, you can kind of catch on to the idea of like, Oh, they're in the astral plane, the astral plane. Sid, (laughs) Got her mind just shut down by David when we last saw her. And so, like, and by the, if you don't get it, by the time you get to the end, they tell you, like, we, 
we couldn't just put you back. Like we, we had to bring you back and you had Mm -hmm. to learn this lesson, uh, you know, that not everybody wants to be saved. But at the same time, Melanie looks at her and says, when she says, I have to go back, she, Melanie says, remember, it's not us versus them. It's us and them, Mm -hmm. which broke me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was just like, oh my God, this is such an incredible episode. I know. And I feel like that's what she really needed to hear. And I don't know if we'll get this reveal or not, but I'm getting the feel more and more that we're going to find that this whole series, they were stuck in a time loop. And until, and until this version of the loop happened for whatever reason, maybe something slightly different happened, slightly different choices were made. And I feel like this was, is going to be what breaks them, breaks them out of it. You know what I mean? Of her becoming that future version of herself and losing her arm. Although I would love, I would still love an answer to that. Yeah. Just like to see exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, Not even to see it, even if they would just, Tell Even me. if, like, Farouk <laughs> spends 30 seconds to tell me, like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I doubt we'll ever get that. But that is, I think, the one thing that I'm, I, I always keep going back to. And I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of things. But I'm just like, what what did happen? Like, I don't know why. It really, I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then to have, well, it, it culminates in that really emotional moment between the three of them. But. Like the culmination of the lesson is a rap battle between Jason Manzukis <laughs> and uh, uh, I just drew a blank on his freaking name. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. Oliver, but Oliver. what's his real name? <laughs> um, Jermaine Clement. I mean, in a show <laughs> that has given us so many insane musical moments and cues and insane in the most fantastic wonderful way i mean the first episode has a crazy amazing musical number and this has to top all of that (laughs) and it was so good and so vulgar without being yes (laughs) but Yes, but with it, like it was vulgar, but I don't think they used a single bad word, did they? It was just the description or yeah. that they that they sort of laid out to you kind of like by the end of it. It's, it, it was fascinating. I was not expecting a a, a rap battle. <laughs> I mean, when they just like it can only end one way. It's like something out of like a weird parody kind of film you're like oh yeah of course you're you know it's a parody of an action film but instead of action we're going to end in a rap battle or whatever something you'd see in like not another teen movie or uh (laughs) something like that but it's played dead serious with no like real tongue-in-cheek anything and it just it freaking worked so well (laughs) it did it did. It is kind of one of those. It's again, it's one of those. I'm like, what? What am I watching? Why is this happening? But it, <laughs> but by the end of it, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. That made sense. Like, I get it. And it's totally believable <laughs> for some reason. And for, for it to end with, like, yeah, the, the quote unquote, the good guy wins the rap battle. Um, the good guy wins. <laughs> By ultimately just hurting the bad guy's feelings. And it's just like, okay, well, yeah, he's a wolf. And he's, rep- he's he represents all of these horrible things. But, like, in there is still this person who, mm-hmm. like, feels things. And it's not that it's not justified to attack them or illustrate... Like, here's everything that's wrong, and you're just a sad, lonely, miserable thing trying to spread all of that to other people. But that truth is 
still it's devastating and it doesn't do anything except to further feed that that insecurity so you don't come out of that it just pushes you further back into being the wolf right yeah it was kind of it felt very much like the same thing as like a as like a bully right you know they're acting out because they're insecure and you know they're picking on you know others who are more defenseless because they know they can't or won't fight back and but it but on the inside like the whole reason that they're doing that is because they're you know vulnerable or hurt or or whatever it is like there's some like real emotions that they're you know, can't process and it just kind of comes out in that way. I very much got that vibe off of that persona. But then at the end, even at the end of all of it, like, I mean, you kind of see the realizations and you you see the emotion, but then at the end, it's almost like, hey, but I was really just playing you just to keep, you know, just to kind of like, just to keep her, Yeah. Did, you know? So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, did he feel that? I, I guess he did at some point, but then he kind of comes right back around and right back into that persona and is like, well, but I got gotcha. you. I won. Yeah. It's, oh, God. How in well, I only read that one rundown, but it made me so mad. <laughs> I just stopped looking <laughs> for other stuff. I was like, I cannot read a bunch of people hating on this episode because it is absolutely fantastic. And in a just society next year <laughs> all of these people will have emmys because this will be the single best episode of television not <laughs> in mr <laughs> robot uh not under the mr robot banner that comes out of 2019 um oh, no. I, I, I i'm gonna be amazed if any other show again that isn't mr robot does anything remotely as memorable, entertaining, and like gut punching, like emotionally devastating, mind blowing. <laughs> it's freaking incredible, man. I love this episode. I know. It it was really good. It's so watchable too. Like you like you said, you could just kind of go back and just watch it over and over. And I feel like the more you watch it, the more you're going to keep taking away from it. And it's probably going to take on a whole new meaning once by the time we see the end of it too, because we'll understand Sid's role and we'll, we'll understand, you know, what changed or, or not didn't change or, you know, whatever it is, if it's really like a time loop situation or if it's just, that's what she needed, you know, that's what she needed to hear at that time to bring her back. Yeah. Um, and, and if all of that wasn't enough to have her wake up, and see the devastation around her. Find Carrie and Carrie, um, and formulate this plan of following uh, Switch through time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't. I'm still. I'm not not confused on how they're doing it, but it just seemed very, uh, very much like a we don't have a real explanation for what we're about to do. So we're just going to say, Hey, we're going to follow her through time. Everybody wear these bracelets. Yeah. I think at one point didn't Carrie say something like they're piggybacking off of her power somehow. Yeah. Some kind of uh, something to do with some signal she gives out. Yeah. Um, like that. And that's what the bracelets were for. That it was kind of like a, a GPS or something, I guess. It like locks on her signal somehow. Yeah. And uh, which the, is fine. <laughs> yeah. It's such I mean, a, like, blah. It's comic book science. I mean, time travel is yeah. not real. I mean, yeah, you got to make something up and stick by some rule. But the whole reason they gave for the door, quote, staying open was because of the time wraiths what are they the called time, the, he called them time eaters time eaters there we go the langoliers <laughs> yes so who oh my god there were like four or five of them in this episode and oh god no so They're freaking so creepy, creepy. <laughs> um and oh, i i feel like the one person who i know i've talked about her before but uh, Amber Mid Mid Thunder as mm-hmm. the female Carrie. Just, I hope she, not that she hasn't done anything amazing because she's amazing every time she's on screen, but 
I just want to see something like 10 minutes of her just destroying people. Yeah. <laughs> because she's like, oh, she's just so good. And it's so weird to see. So it reminds me a lot of the relationship on uh, Legends with uh, Firestorm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how there's like this, that vast age difference. And here, yes, they're, I guess, technically brother and sister. And there they were just like, it was just this young black athlete and this old white college professor who <laughs> found themselves bonded. And um, not that there was uh, animosity there before, but it's like, it's the whole, like two, these two things don't really fit together, but then they wind up forming this like, relationship and this unbreakable emotional bond mm -hmm. and like the two carries have that moment in this episode where she's trying to say like if this is going to work you have to be the one that's hurt and i really don't want that to happen and like him realizing that and then her kind of backing down and him just being like no you're right like this is what has to be done and then, then she comes back out of it like whole and just ready to kick everybody's ass. And it's so <laughs> freaking awesome. And like when she like smiles and then just like kicks the time, <laughs> the time meter and then just steps through the portal and then I just leans down to make sure that her freaking brother is okay. And then looks up at Sid and says, we're going to win. I'm just like, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. <laughs> I do too. I love, I love her character. I, well, I love like both of their characters. I think they complement each other really well. And I, I was wondering, because we haven't seen them merge like that since Farouk split them apart. Yeah. So I was, I was honestly still wondering if they could still merge um, or if it was more like a, hey, you need to learn how to do these things because I'm not always going to be here to take care of you since he's aged so much more rapidly than she has because he's been doing, quote, doing everything for her for like most of her life. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's such a huge age difference at this point. And if he keeps, you know, if they keep continuing on with him healing her like that, then he's just going to continue aging more rapidly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's such a tragic but beautiful relationship. Yeah. Because um, you know the there's show only. Is full of. <laughs> I know. Because you know there's only one way. Not that we would see that end, but you know ultimately there's only one way that's going to end. Yeah. Or she'll be too broken and he'll. Oh, God, I hope it doesn't come to this. That she'll be too broken and he sacrifices himself to to heal her knowing well, that he'll that's die in my head. <laughs> i know i'm so sorry it just popped in my head i was like no they can't do that but they could <laughs> oh man sorry i know i would be so devastated i i, I just want to go i might watch the episode again yeah it's really good um um so what a, i mean so the the guy that wrote the article is right about one thing like when you boil it down to just a discussion, like unless you just want to hear me endlessly prattle on about like all that existential stuff, then there's not, yeah. it's not that there's not any meat here. It's just that like, it's not plot heavy meat. So, which I'm, I, I'm fine with, I understand the point of like, we literally have three episodes left. We've, we've got some ground to cover, but I mean, I just freaking love a show that's like, well, we got eight episodes, so we're just going to take this one episode and we're going to do this with it. And, yeah. and here you go. But I felt like it, I, I felt good about it. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but I was really happy that we actually got that closure with Oliver and Melanie yeah. and we kind of now understand like, not only, I mean, like, we knew where their characters were, but we didn't really, like, get it. And now I kind of feel like we have a better understanding of, like, why they choose to stay there. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. Um, 
I mean, I, I love his relationship with young Sid, though. I it's know. so freaking good. <laughs> when he takes her to like the, the what does he call it? He's like, she's like, what is it? He calls, man, I should have wrote that <laughs> down too. Whatever he calls it. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He says, I forget what he called it. And then he recreates himself and he says it's this, this, the city, the real world. Yeah. I don't it's know. The city. Yeah. yeah, but I don't remember exactly what he said first because, but it was funny. He's like, "No, that's that's not right." <laughs> it's almost like it, like they've not they they've lost themselves, but they're so far removed from so much of that that it, like the words just stopped meaning anything. It's like I don't know. It's oh yeah, that's right. It's the city. That's what they call it. Uh, yeah, well, they did that the entire time that his character was around. Every time he was, oh he yeah, was, that's right. You know that's what I mean? Right. Especially yeah. in season one when he was like isolated in the ice cube yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he would. He wouldn't remember like what things were called, and that was like kind of the whole thing was trying to get him to come back to his to his self, to his real self. This was kind that's of like right. an extension of that story, really. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that episode um, as well. I need to go back and rewatch some of season one uh, or all of season one. It's only eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it goes by pretty quick because in but not that season two wasn't engaging, but season one is just so good. Season two parts of it pretty got pretty off the rails. Yeah, pretty, the, pretty the out whole, there. The autonomy thing and. The, the weird little creature thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, black chicken demon, whatever bad yeah. idea that gets stuck in it, whatever it is. Anyway, um, but um, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of the point. Is like there's so much that happens, but you're right. It's I mean, I feel like we hit all the high points. We we really did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not one that you can easily dissect. It's it's a jam packed episode, but for but with a different. With a different feel and different reasoning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is an episode that you could just watch and then discuss and then watch again and then discuss it again. Um, mm. It's like the Citizen Kane of Legion episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's just so freaking good. So if you listen to this and you watched it and you're like, yeah, I didn't see any of that. Go back and watch it again. Yeah, think, think, yeah, give it, give it some thought and kind of just, I don't know, it, it was so good to me. I really liked it. I feel like if you, if you weren't getting it like from the beginning, then maybe, maybe having the benefit of seeing the whole episode and then seeing it again so that it kind of like gets knocked into your head, like what the whole purpose of it is. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that could be helpful too, but yeah. Um, and unless something, really fantastic happens in the next two episodes. This might wind up being my favorite episode of this series. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feature him at all. <laughs> no, it does not. We have like a couple of when she's like remembering things as a kid. Like he shows up in like these little faded flashbacks. But like that's it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all that was like prior footage. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, such a good freaking episode. I don't think we have any Mr. Robot news either. So, no, I I watched and well, sort of watched. I have it on in the background at work <laughs> on my phone, just sort of like hiding under my computer monitor. So I watched uh, the riot episode of Mr. Robot today. Oh, so good. Oh my! I think that was my favorite episode of season three. It was so intense, but it was so good. I still am not convinced that, like, it just, even though it, they worked it out that way, but, like, it just seemed impossible for him to travel the distance that he travels in that episode. Like, through the building. Oh, I was like, are we still talking about Legion? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, Elliot? Yeah. I agree because it's because I know it's it gets confusing because it like you said it's edited to feel as if it was all one shot right 
And so probably because of my rewatch, I wasn't paying super close attention, which this is definitely the, I might go back and watch it again, but like, you know, this is definitely one of those episodes that you need to watch because all of the cues, because at some point it's when you, whenever you leave Elliot down like in the plaza and then you travel with the mob back up to Angela, like I found myself after a while going, wait a minute, how did we get back to Angela again? And then all of a sudden, Elliot's just there, like back up on the 50 millionth floor or wherever her office is. Yeah. And you only see him like through the mob at one point, like you see him with his backpack, like run past the screen. Yeah. And so I guess that's how he got back in. He just piggybacked off the mob and went up. I presume either the stairs or an elevator or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's a fantastic episode. And I, I think it, it's one of my favorite Elliot, Mr. Robot exchanges, even though technically that's not Mr. Robot. Um, True. So, but that whole, that whole thing in the elevator, I just, I love that. I, I love Angela in that episode. Um, of course, it's like a downward spiral from there. <laughs> I know. I was like, I think it's next episode she breaks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the episode after that, I think, is Frederick and Tanya, which I'm oh God, probably so going to struggle to get through a, a second time. Oh. Like, oh, uh, just it still gets to me. Like, I understand, but like, so many people in this show just wind up dead. I know. Doesn't anybody get a happy ending, man? No, no one gets a happy ending. They're all going to be destroyed by the end of it if they're not already. I swear to God, I don't know how many times I've said poor Gideon in the course of this podcast, but. I mean, it has to be at this point like 20 or 30 because every time some piece of him shows up in an episode, I'm just like, oh, my God, poor Gideon. <laughs> I just I, did not ask for any of this. I know. I, I think I think he well, him and Shayla, I think, are probably the two most tragic things. Well, then, no, it's all tragic. Ugh, it's so hard. You can't even like judge it because it's like, well, it's all pretty tragic, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, God, man, I, uh, I'm so stoked for the last season, but also so uh, depressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, so I'm getting ready to talk about Preacher, which is also in its final season, which I know you don't watch. I think it's a mm-hmm. show you might would dig. It's irreverent. It's not um, as uh, like dramatic as uh, Legion and Mr. Robot, because there's this whole, like, dark comedy thing to it. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> but it still does have this... Uh, do you do you know anything about the show? I've listened to, like, bits and pieces of some stuff you guys have said about it, but not... I mean, I not like I didn't listen to, like, the full coverage because I wasn't really watching it, but... So it's about uh, this guy named Jesse Custer, who's a preacher in a small town. And uh, unbeknownst to him, like, it, it, this is all, I'm not, I don't want to get too heavy into religious stuff. But so God and the devil are real. Angels and demons are real. That's the, no matter where you're at, that's the premise of the show. Those mm-hmm. things exist. So at some point through the course of time, an angel and a demon fell in love. Hmm. had a baby that baby was then taken and locked away somewhere because if anybody ever found out that the two sides could even coexist together let alone you know create life then Hmm. it would be chaos well some point eons later whenever god just effed off and decided he didn't want to do this anymore so heaven's abandoned and (laughs) somehow this creature this uh hybrid angel demon uh escapes its prison makes its way to earth 
and winds up inhabiting Jesse Custer. After, like, it passes through a bunch of people and kills them. But for some reason, he can contain it. Hmm. And it gives him this power that he calls the voice of God. Which, when he says something in a certain way, you are absolutely compelled to do it. You can't not do it. So, <laughs> if he were to, like, tell you to kill yourself, that's what you do. So, it's about him, like, struggling with this ultimate power. And then, like, there's this whole, like, weird religious uh, Catholic sect that knows about it that's coming after him because they find out he has it. He is he winds up making best friends with a vampire because vampires exist in this world. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I know vampires enter at some point. Yes. You've told me that much. <laughs> and it, like, it's just freaking weird. And it's, you know, ultimately he just decides that like, I'm going to find God. And I'm going to demand answers for why he abandoned everything. And so, like, it's irreverent, but I also love the idea of, like, so, yeah, the world went to shit, and you just, like, was like, all right, peace, I'm done. You, I'm not even going to help you guys anymore. So, I just, I love it. Um, but, yeah, getting ready to talk about that, my point of all this was, like, I'm <laughs> excited that it's the, Preacher's my favorite comic book series of all time. So I know the things that are coming, whether they get to everything or not, but I know the end and I'm excited for it because I'll get to see it play out in some form on the big screen. Like yeah. I already read that story, but Legion, even though it's based on a comic book, I, I don't know where this is going because it's not based on any particular story. Yeah. And Mr. Robot, obviously the only person that knows anything is Sam Esmail and so it's all just like gut wrenching. Like I really can't wait, but like I'm nervous. Am I going to be disappointed? I don't want to be, but also I'm heartbroken that this is the end. Cause I'm, I'm loving the journey, but I really can't wait to see how it wraps up. And it's like all these mixed emotions. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like mixed emotions is a really good way to describe that. I get that. I get that. Um, and then everything else that's ending. And oh my God, the the CW stuff. They keep, like, did you follow all the Comic-Con news? <laughs> Not all of it. Um, I'm, it's, I need to go back and uh, and read some of it. I, I was trying to keep up with some of the legend stuff. I, I saw bits and pieces of Flash stuff, bits and pieces of, of Arrow stuff. Um, well, this crisis thing is going to be ginormous. I mean, they're trying to get as many people as they can. Uh, they, they've got uh, Burt Ward, who played Robin in the Batman 66 yeah. series, is confirmed. I heard and about that. Brandon Routh is suiting up as Superman again. I know. I did uh, hear about that. Um, Can't avoid that. That's been like everywhere and I'm excited. <laughs> uh Tom Welling is they've they're trying to talk him into which I mean he's I, you weren't a Smallville person, were you? No, I didn't watch it, but uh, I know who he is. Well, okay, I take it back. I watched the last episode. Okay. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um so, you know, he, like, completely fell out, like, just went away out of the public eye. Like, I think he went through, like, a messy divorce, and he was never really a, like, out there kind of person anyway. But I think the only year he ever went to San Diego was the last year of the show, because he oh, just wow. wasn't, he's was a very private person. Um, and he just kind of stopped doing things. Uh, and... Like, he recently showed up on Lucifer, uh, not this past season, but the season before that, which is really fun. And he seemed a little more open to, like, stretching his, you know, cape, so to speak. So the fact that they're, like, trying to reach out to him, say, hey, come play in part of this, 
Linda Carter might be showing back up, oh. possibly as Wonder Woman. Oh, um, that would be so cool. You know, like there's uh, all of these. Di- I'm, if uh, what's his name? What a lunatic uh, <laughs> that owns Supergirl that played her dad. Uh, he was in the Lois and Clark TV series. Dean Cain. Um, oh, he's kind of lost his mind. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. He's probably still a nice guy. <laughs> he's just a little <laughs> too, uh, um, like, I don't know, he could show back up possibly. Um, wow. Um, uh, what's her name that plays their mom that played Supergirl in the old Supergirl film? I'm assuming she's going to show up in some form or fashion. Maybe not as Supergirl, although I think that would be amazing. Um <laughs> I love how I, they're doing their best to just like try to like tie everything into yes. their like quote version of the franchise, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to tie in like Smallville or trying to tie in like Brandon Routh as Superman. Like, it's just, it's very fascinating to me. And, I don't see how they pull it off. Well, and, and I mean, it goes back to Mr. Robot, the, the idea of this multiverse which yes. Mr. Robot has kind of mentioned. Um, it's definitely something that DC Comics has... It's existed going decades back. The, mm-hmm. the idea that there are these multiple Earths with multiple versions of multiple characters and somehow they all find their way into existing in the same place at the same time to fight this ultimate evil. Um, and... Even though it's going to be a little strange to see, look, there's Brandon Routh as Superman and Brandon Routh as the Atom, it's still just awesome, you know? It is. It's cool. It'll be interesting. It's just, I feel like they're trying to just accomplish a lot. And then I know they have five hours to do it in, which is staggering. But I don't know. For It just feels like the scope of what they're trying to do is just so, so big that I'm just like, how do you do all of this and have all of these cameos and, like, make it make sense, even in, like, five hours worth of television? Like, it's just kind of crazy to me. Some I'm excited it, for it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I just, it just seems ambitious, I think, is the word I'm looking for. I, I mean, I wish they could get more. I, I mean, I know there's only so much you could do, but I mean, obviously Adam West, not yeah. capable. But it sucks, too, because it's I like know. he definitely would have been in for this, you know? I um, know. But, uh, I mean, Burt Ward's going to be there, and that's just awesome. Um, there's so many other things you could you're never gonna get like Christian Bale or uh, no. you're definitely not getting Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, just, Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. None of that's which, but that's fine. You know, let's use the obviously more beloved versions of these characters. Not that I mean, Ralph is basically stepping in for Chris Reeves, you know, cause that's, he was always playing that version of Superman. True. So, that's true. You know, um, yeah, I just, I'm so excited for that. It's and gonna... I, I think even if they just, if it winds up falling flat, ultimately, it's still such an interesting idea because while we're watching Marvel do this on the big screen, it's more accepting like watching somebody do it on the small screen still seems absolutely insane i know (laughs) i know yeah and it's not quite to the scope of marvel but it's longer time periods like so it kind of like is on the same scope but it's just that the story because the storylines are so much longer it's not like as broad i guess if you will because like they have the opportunity to give every character within reason i guess their own movie but that's only like two hours at a time when you think about like all the characters that they have to fit into like multiple hours of television each year i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible what they've been able to do and accomplish and continue to accomplish so i don't know it'll be interesting do you think they're gonna um 
approach it. You know how they did Crisis on Earth X where it was like a four-hour event? You think that's yeah. how they're, they're going to have to do it that way for this oh, too, right? I, I, would, I would assume so. It's just going to be self-contained as much as it can. It's kind of its own story. It's not really going to tie into the others, except perhaps it's going to probably have to directly tie into Arrow would be, I mean, has to. It's my guess. That's the only only way. They've already tied that well into, they've already tied that well into his story. So I I, I assume John Wesley ship will be back too. Oh yeah. Whichever version of the flash they want him to be. (laughs) Right. No, I'm pretty sure he was, I thought he was confirmed to be in crisis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, who, I mean, oh, I, I, well, I saw some, I saw some pretty big spoilers on Facebook for The Flash actually today and just remembered that I saw them, but. Oh God, it would be great. So there were, there were a lot of characters in Smallville, the like there was a uh, version of Green Arrow in Smallville uh, yeah. played by Justin Hartley, yeah. who was fantastic. I've heard um, a lot of good things about that version of of the Green Arrow. Yeah, uh, it, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, like, it would be great to see some of those. Like, there was a version of Cyborg. There's, hell, it would be awesome to see, like, the Doom Patrol. Although, I know that that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, that's probably encroaching too much on the DC streaming service, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be fun. Um yeah, uh, I'm assuming it's going to happen towards the end of the Arrow season. So it's going to be... Yes, it is. Arrow will only have one episode after Crisis. Okay. So, yeah, yeah that'll be their finale. And it. And it's the premiere, premiere, sort of, in quotation marks. It's the premiere, but it's not the premiere of Legends. It's technically our first episode is one of the crossover episodes. But it's obviously not a standalone story. So, so this will be happening towards the beginning of the year. Um, so, well, th- these details I do know because we, we were talking about it on the last episode of our own podcast. But so what they released is that the first three hours of Crisis are going to air um, prior to mid-season. And then Air is going to have a final episode. Uh, Batwoman will have a final episode. And... Uh, what uh, Flash will have, you know, a final episode and then not like final episodes, but like, you know, before the break, I mean, Arrow will be final, but the others are just going to break for the mid season. And then Legends doesn't officially premiere until January 2020. And our first episode is going to be one of the tech, I don't know, whatever hour they want to mark it as, but there's two hours that are of crisis that are going to air starting in January. So. There's going to be a giant cliffhanger after the third hour, and then we're going to have to wait six weeks for the final final two hours. <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> That's absolute crap. Yep. So that's happening. <laughs> Damn it, Warner Brothers. Sorry. I know. That's yeah. okay. We'll have Mr. Robot to keep us warm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Could be, oh my God, there's so many things happening like all at once. <laughs> um, this is like Crisis will be airing part of it, and then Mr. Robot will, I assume, be premiering, and then Legends will be back, and then it's just going to be crazy. Yeah. 2020 is going to be a year of new things, possibly some more things ending, but um, yeah. Probably, yeah. I, I, I do think it's going to be the end of Legends. Yeah. I don't have any... It's just a gut feeling, just the way things have been going. I have no news, no rumors, no real rumors anyway to corroborate that. But This will be what, season six? Five. This five. Will be the, yeah. So, yeah, and that's usually when contracts start running out. That's true. That's and, true. you know, if... The ratings aren't there. The money's not there. The money's not there. You're not going to want to pay people more. I know. So mm. I'll be sad because it'll mean it'll mean an end to my my podcast. I'll have to start another one. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there'll hopefully be other shows um, with all yeah. these streaming services starting up. I mean, oh god, don't get me started. 
You're going to get HBO Max? <laughs> Why are they calling it HBO Max? I don't know. Is it because the HBO brand, like, sells things? Like, people are like, oh, HBO, that's quality. When it's just like, all it is is just this all-encompassing streaming service for, like, all of Warner's stuff. But let's call it HBO Max. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. This the streaming this this the uh all the separate streaming services are starting to get a bit out of hand. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely signing up for Disney Plus. Uh, there's just no there's no way around that. <laughs> yeah, Disney's gonna have a monopoly on a good on a good bit of stuff. Not like a monopoly, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If there's one I sign up for, I'm with you. It'll probably end up being Disney Plus because it'll have, at least in my household, the the most range. Because I'll get a lot of stuff. My daughter will get a lot of stuff. So, and um, I'm, I know that there'll be a bundle deal with Hulu and Disney Plus since Disney now owns majority stake in Hulu. Um, I think I think there already is. I think there's a deal where you buy one, you get the other. I okay. think. Double check it, like Google it or something. But I thought that's what I read online. Like, so yeah, I'll I'll keep my uh, Hulu. Well, actually, my Hulu's bundled with my Spotify, so I don't know what would be the better deal. Because right now that's I'm paying, uh, I think it's twelve bucks a month for Spotify and Hulu bundled together. That's the Hulu with commercials, but it doesn't really bother me. Um, so and Spotify by itself is like. Nine or ten dollars? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's nine ninety nine by itself. So, so I'm really only paying like two bucks a month for Hulu. So it might yeah. might not work out for me. <laughs> 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 I might just pay the nine bucks for Disney Plus. The HBO Max thing, though, I I don't know. I'm still on the fence because I'm already paying for the the DC streaming service, and it'll be included in that. So uh. I might just have to up it. To just the HBO Max, so I can get all of it. You can have, yeah, yeah. I don't. The tears, I think, are what gonna is what's gonna end up killing me. Yeah, I think they're all trying to build off the Hulu. Not, I mean, not exactly the Hulu model, but like sort of. I mean, they they sort of started it with like commercials versus no commercials. You know, kind of like starting that tiering system, and now everyone's all well, we're pulling off of Netflix or pulling off of wherever. We're going out on our own and can only find us find us here and then it's just it's just too much <laughs> and well it's just going to wind up leading back to even more piracy so i, I know because people aren't going to want to pay yeah. that's i mean that's way more than paying for every single streaming service is probably more than my cable bill i think when i cancel cable bundled and i didn't have every Thing. I, I don't even think we had like HBO and Cinemax and all that stuff. But uh, just regular cable, I think, bundled with my internet was like at $100 a month, $110, something like that. Um, and our, well, our cell phones now all looped in. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, we feel like it's worth it. Like the price that we pay for internet, cell service, and cable is infinitely cheaper. Than cutting the cord and paying for everything separately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Netflix might be the one that, especially since they keep canceling things that I enjoy. I know. uh, They're killing me. Might be the one that falls, falls by the wayside. It might be one of those where, like, when something premieres, like I sign up for it for a month, binge watch a bunch of things, and then cancel it. (laughs) So, oh, oh, my, my the dogs dog. are barking. I think that means it's time to call it quits. So, <laughs> Pro- uh, at Mr. Robot Podcast on Twitter, uh, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com, um, xwingfiles.com for all our other shows. Jess is on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at Jess in Atlanta. If you're looking for my podcast on Legends of Tomorrow, it's called Tomorrow's Legends. Just toss it into any sort of podcast feed and you'll find it. You can follow me on, on Twitter to at Jess in Atlanta to find my podcast too. <laughs>
All right. We will see you guys next week for the penultimate episode. Oh, I'm so excited. It's so sad. (laughs) We'll see you guys soon. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling